we experience the love of God? Hey, when I think about how to turn my life around, particularly when I think about how to turn somebody else's life around, I think about how to like fire them up with fear. You know what I'm saying? Because that's like the low hanging fruit. That's the easy thing to do. It's like, ah, but God says in his word, that it's love. So let's read the center of the book again. Lamentations chapter three. Here is the most important thing in this book that's so much about horrific suffering. Here's how you turn it around when the world has gone to complete ick. Here's how you turn it around. So check it out. Because of the Lord's great love. Love does it. Not fear. Bible says perfect love drives out fear. Okay. God wants us to know something that we respond to his love and we experience overwhelming love. That's what turns it around. So because of the Lord's great love, we're not consumed. We're going to, we, this is historically so true. We are going to eat ourselves alive. We will consume ourselves for his compassions never fail. Now watch what happens next in verse 23. They are new every morning. This is the last line here. Great is your faithfulness. So Jeremiah is writing this and he's saying, okay, God is incredibly loving, like overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. And then at the end of this center that he wants us to know, he says, great is your faithfulness. Now, here's the thing about faithfulness. Because often, at least for myself, I'll just talk about myself. When I hear the word faith or faithfulness or something, I, I, my mind immediately goes to something that I hear a lot of people say and something that I thought so often. Okay, faith. That means when I don't understand something, I just insert this thing called faith. Like, I don't understand it. I'll make a better sense. But that's what faith is. Okay, I have faith. That's what faith. So actually what the Hebrew root root word for faithfulness there actually means is to have character. And the question then becomes, okay, does character not make sense? So what's character? What has God told us about his character? And why does Jeremiah say God has great character? So what do we know about God's character? God is honest and true. He's said that over and over again. People with great character, they're honest and truth. They live up to their word. They're committed. They're consistent. God says, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. No matter what you do, I'll always be with you. Like the famous passage that passion in, in Romans chapter eight, there's nothing you can do to separate yourself from the love of God. Right? So God's character, he's always with us. And then of course, God says, my character above all things is I'm compassionate and I'm gracious and I'm kind. Those are the things that will flip your life around when you experience that. I often think, well, how am I going to get my life to flip around? Is I just kind of like, come on, John, you idiot. Turn things around. Or if I think, how, do, how am I going to inspire you? How do I inspire you to turn your life around? Like that, like pastors, like we love to use guilt. We love to use fear. We love to fire people up with that. But that's cheap. That's like antichrist. That's like anti-biblical stuff. It's really love that leads them to character. So God says, I'm compassionate. I'm gracious. I'm kind. And of course, God says, I never ignore suffering. I never ignore injustice. Here's the thing, character, when we see character like that, it lights a fire in us. There's a famous passage of Jesus after he's resurrected from the dead. He's walking on the road with his disciples and he's talking to them about himself. He's talking to them about the Bible and what it says about him and about his character. And after he's gone, they remark to each other, weren't our hearts on fire as he talked to us? Because everybody, when you see character, when you experience love and it flips that switch, right? And then the character that follows up as Jeremiah says here, great character, 
That inspires you and it fires you up like nothing else. And God wants us to experience it. You might not ever experience great character in life. You might not ever experience it from your family and friends around you and stuff like that. You might ever experience it. But God says, here's what I want you to know. That I have great character. And when you understand the great love and the great character of God, that fires up your life and you'll never be, you'll never be the same. Character is so important. Now, George Washington Historians will say this, many of them say this, that without George Washington, this country doesn't exist. Think about that. Without George Washington, this country doesn't exist. George Washington, what a, he was quite a guy. Stud athlete. I don't know if many of you know that about him. Stud athlete. Had a cannon of an arm. Like, he, if he was living today, he'd be a pitcher in the World Series right now, or he'd be a quarterback or something like that. He was just an incredible, incredible athlete. Um, and he was known for his tremendous character. He would always be with his troops. He always, never said, hey, go do this. He would like to be right there with them. So that's, what character, that's what character does. Ice water in his veins. Bullets would be flying around and bullets would pierce through his uniform. Like he had bullet holes all over. He wouldn't even, wouldn't even flinch. Wouldn't even move. Wouldn't even flinch. Before the French fully got committed to us in the Revolutionary War, for you historians, they didn't get committed till way, way, way at the end, okay? They sent some officers over just to see what was going on. And here's what the officers said about George Washington. His troops, think about this, all of America hangs in the balance, said his troops are paid terribly. Their uniforms are horrible. The pay, non-existent the food. There's nothing about what the American troops are going through that they should actually even have an army. So why do they have an army? Why after these many long years of war, why did they even have an army? You know what they they concluded? The great French strategist at military, they said, there's only one reason. It's because of the character of George Washington. People just want to be around great character when they finally see it. It inspires them. It moves them. So everybody, we're getting ready to have baptism, and I want to explain very clearly what baptism is about. When we get it and the switch goes off and that light bulb moment happens to us that God loves us with this never-ending reckless love of God that chases us down and will never give up on us, all of a sudden we're like, whoa, this is incredible. And then we realize that God has tremendous great character for us. We just want to be around. We just want to commit our life to that because it so fires us up. So in baptism today, what's going to happen? This is, we're very experiential. Like we hear words, that's great, but we want to experience things. So God says, I want you actually to physically go through something so that you'll get the depths of what I'm saying to you. You'll understand my love. So baptism is actually an experience going down in the water. And what you're saying, my old ways, my old words, my old habits, my old character, I want to leave that behind in the water. And when I come back up, all I'm doing is fixed. I'm fixing my eyes on the character of Christ. What baptism really is about is the person who's being baptized is saying, I want to have Christ-like character. Like that's, that's my North Star. That's, that's my compass. I want to have Christ-like character. 